and welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jody Paul. Welcome to episode 122. On this episode, we have been to watch Unwelcome. In our Something to Scream About, we will be delving deep into the In Search of Darkness documentary part three and talking about the years 80 and 81. And also, our move from the vault is Event Horizon. How are you doing, guys? I'll event your horizon. So. Oh, Matron. <laughs> yeah, all good, man. All right, let's get into it, shall we? It's been a busy, <laughs> been a busy couple of weeks. It has. I'm going to go first. Oh, go on, then. <laughs> so I have actually been busy for a change. Work. Which is uh, which is a massive change for me, um, since I'm probably had the busiest two weeks of my life. But anyway, I have started to watch The Servant. Oh, really? I, I thought you weren't going to have time for it. I know they're, they're short episodes, aren't they? Well, I wasn't until I literally found out that they were like 20, 30 minute episodes. And I was like, oh, I could probably power through that. Like, I didn't realise they were that short. And uh, I've watched the first five episodes. Um, loving it. Addictive, absolutely, isn't it? Absolutely weird. Uh, Rupert fucking Grint. Oh, my God. I thought he was going to be rubbish. <laughs> I thought I thought his accent was going to be like really bad, but it's fucking awesome. He's great. He's such a sleaze bag. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. but it, it fucking like to- I totally forget about you know Ron Weasley completely, and he's just so good in it. And it's great to see old mate boy as well. What's his name? Uh, Toby Kebble. Toby yeah, Kebble. His intensity for his like chefiness. He's like a home. Sh- he's like Paul. He's like a. A chef that sort of works from home and stuff like that, but he's sort of like a Gordon Ramsay posh chef, posh chef, and he gets like proper produce in, and it's he's fucking he's like the top top of his game. It's fucking really interesting, insane, really is good. And it's uh, spot the M Night Shalaman as well. Yeah, (laughs) obviously because he turns up. Um, But yeah, so I've I've, um, watched those, which was really really good. Um, I have also been to um, Amazon Prime and watched a that antrim did you watch oh, that yes i watched that that was what the uh sort of mockumentary very very strange um don't really know what i watched loads of subliminal shit like just popping up halfway like through the movie like re- i tried to pause it to see if i could catch some of the shit that goes on and i, I couldn't but it was so it's just such a weird film i mean shot quite nice Yes, yeah. it's, it's a very very slow burn. Did you shit yourself though at the start, thinking, "Am I should I be watching this?" <laughs> nah, to oh. an extent, I was just like, mm. it, was, "It was very strange, really really weird." Just like the the noises and stuff they're using, it's pretty cool, but yeah, very very strange. Um, also, I um I've watched the latest episode of Last of Us. That episode three. Yeah, neither of you guys have watched it, so I won't no. say anything. Okay. But one thing I will say, and and like I'm not no spoilers, but it's one of the best episodes I've seen on TV for years. Masterclass. Yeah, it's, it's all I've seen on social media yeah. is just people just lording over it. So yeah, it's there recorded. I've just. It might. Oh, yeah. It's a shame because uh, I don't know. So many people are hyping it up now. You might go in with the expectation that I'm going to see something amazing and then go, well, not that good. But um, 
yeah, but fuck it, it's so good. And I've not played the game or anything, so you know. No, no, the, the second like, episode was really good. The second episode was yeah. really, really good. So. But yeah, get on it, guys, because it is magnificent. Cool. Over to you guys. Go on in, go on in, Jordy Paul. Well, mine's very short this week, guys. I have watched absolute botchite. <laughs> so I have had been ridiculously busy over the past two weeks. And uh, yeah, I have watched, I was struggling to watch the stuff we had to watch, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's all I, do- I did this week. So yeah, nothing. I I watched one episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> right then. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, um, I'm just going to reel for a couple. I got the missus to watch uh, A Quiet Place, which was which was good. So we watched that. She thought it was awesome. Um, watched uh, Carriers, which is like a weird post-apocalyptic movie from uh, 2009 with Chris Pine. Um, sort of like around his first Star Trek movie. It was, it was all right. And, uh, got, got Coyote Ugly in it. Um, girl. Um, the new ish mortal Kombat. i watched the one with the real violence and gore and, and gore is that that was not actually that bad I, I thought it was all right better than the fucking other two puzzles and shit that was that was out earlier but yeah i watched rrr 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 you've got a spare like three hours and all that <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it mate honestly i could see what you're on about it was really really wicked movie yeah loved it Every every minute of it, it was fantastic. Um, I got to see at a Saturday night to myself and went down to the cinema and watched The Fablemans. Not really horror. I don't know what I'm talking about now. Not even worth yeah, talking about. Get off about. that situation. Yeah. Get back on it. Come on. Significant other. Okay, so I watched make. I I, I got a, the free Paramount Plus trial. Sucker. Just I'm I'm about to get rid of it. I think it's coming up. Um, so I'm gonna nip that in the bud so I don't have to actually forget, pay. You'll forget and you'll pay. No, 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 because no. it's fuck to me. There's fuck all on Paramount Plus. So I really just wanted to watch this significant other movie uh, about my mate Ethan Monroe and um, Jack, somebody or other. They're like a couple that go into a woods. Memorable. It was really good actually. It was sort of like, um, a, I would say it's a precursor to an alien invasion sort of thing, um, but with just like minimal minimal actors. Um, and I had some pretty, pretty interesting moments of gore and good bits of sort of isolation and what twists and turns and who the fuck is what. It was really actually pretty decent, to be honest. Um, so I enjoyed that. And I, I, I love watching Maker Moreau. So let's be honest, I watch her and anything. I watched a really weird movie on Shudder, which I was going to suggest that we do on the pod a couple of weeks ago if there was nothing on. And I'm glad we didn't. So Sorry about the demon. that's just come out. It's sort of a low budget I don't know, like demon, demon, dead, not dead stream sort of esque. It's sort of, it is tongue in cheek comedy guy. It's got that sort of lead actor who, who's just a bit of a dope. Um, and it's got that sort of like blaseness about the fact that there's a demon in the house sort of thing. But it does have some pretty funny um, moments in it as well. So not too bad. I, I'm not really sure. Don't, don't rush out to go and watch it. Pretty low budget one. So, yeah, and I've caught the last episode of Servant, so I'm up to date. It's on season four now. Oh, bloody hell. I don't know how you got the time to watch all that and hold down such a busy job that you have. I know, right? It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. (laughs) Jordy Paul, have you got any news for us this week? (laughs) 
No. On the look on his face. <laughs> no, no, I did. Uh, <laughs> I literally, lads, I'm, I'm terrible. So, yeah, I forgive me. I'm allowed a duff week. Normally, I'm, I'm with all the news. The only thing that I've seen is there's a, bit, a remake of Children of the Corn. Yeah, I saw um, this, yeah. And should have picked it up, and it's going to come out in March. So that's sort of come out of nowhere. Um, so hopefully, I don't know, Stephen what King. Do, what do you, reckon? Do, do you reckon it would be proper good or proper woke? <laughs> proper woke. I bet it's going to be one of those like, Black the Christmas. <laughs> They're going to completely change the storyline and... That's, yeah, it's probably going to be bud, but hopefully probably not. Probably some. Let's yeah, be, but... uh, let's be glass half full, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be but... like Gerald's game, which was amazing. So. Uh, what we do in the shadows? Funko toys. I saw them. Yeah. Yeah, they look pretty cool. But like, uh, like they're coming out in June 2000, uh, 2023, So this year, little preview of them. Got all the all the greats in there, Colin. So. That's all you want, really. It's just a Colin. <laughs> um, so that oh, looks good. Shit, while you're speaking of Colin, uh, Willem Dafoe signed on for Robert Eggers' Nosferatu. So I don't know if he's playing Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, he's that's got, really news that he's going to be in a Robert Eggers film. Like, oh, he's weird and creepy, so that could work. I have got some little bit of news half the press. Go for it. So... Terrifier 2 director Damien Leone teases an upcoming horror movie with Sam Raimi's Ghost House Pictures. Oh, so he's going to get off the Terrifier 3 train for a bit, is he? Maybe. Dive straight into that. Uh, so fresh off, the la- <laughs> fresh off the last year's box office success of Terrifier 2, um, it looks like Damien Leone is now teasing a collaboration with producer Sam Raimi. Uh there is an original project I have in development with Ghost House Pictures, which is Sam Raimi's production company. Um, so he also adds, so if that happens, that would be amazing. He adds, I'm really hoping that it could happen before Terrify Free, or it might happen right after. We will see. Ooh. Terrify Free. Terrify Free. <laughs> I don't know what more you can pull out of the bag. But yeah, <laughs> I kind of I'd go don't, in that with Don't nerve. challenge him. Nervous trepidation if he was bringing out a third one. I'm just like, what could he do? As long as he puts more crazy adverts in there, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all i got. There's some good fucking movies coming out on Shudder. Skinnamarink is one that's out today, February 2nd. So that's worth going getting a Shudder license for. <laughs> Why the hell not? But that's it. No, no more news. I ain't got nothing exciting going on. So a bit dry, a bit dry this time. Mm. cocaine bears out soon we've got the advanced showing of pearl in march so you know there's some fucking movies sprouting sprouting wings and stuff as fucking exciting lots of good movies we're gonna be doing over the next couple of months so that's that's pretty cool but other than that i think probably just crack on with the main review we've been gifted this beautiful house we live here can you believe it Maeve wanted to keep the place in your family, Jamie. We really appreciate the house. Well, then you know. It's got a hole in the roof. The Whelan, they'll do a good job. Jamie, there. You just carry on with your day as if we weren't here. There is one thing I need to show you, and it's a little bit peculiar. Every evening before sunset, she'd leave a blood offering here. Sorry, did you say blood? 
for who? For the Red Cups. They'll need feeding. They'll be hungry. So we have the luxury of going to the the flicks, or as they say, the movies, the cinema, the pictures, as I like. The like talkies. The, pictures. <laughs> <laughs> the talkies, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got to go and we and uh, poor old Geordie Paul made a big old trip to go into the city centre because he lives in the middle of nowhere. Um, and we went to watch Unwelcome. You're very welcome. The, the new very welcome. Yeah. Um, so a little synopsis on that. A married couple, Maya and Jamie, escape their urban nightmare to the tranquility of rural Ireland, only to discover a malevolent and murderous goblins lurking in the gnarled ancient wood at the foot of their new garden spoilers <laughs> <laughs> so i want to just go around the the, the, the table here i'm going to ask you in one word think about this one word to describe your to describe your feelings on this movie so i'm going to go to butch first uh humorous that's two words but there you go no it's not uh, and humorous. Wow. Humorous. Flat. Okay. There's another word. <laughs> Jordy Paul. Confused. <laughs> I'm going to use the word masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> the red. The red caps are coming. The red caps are coming. <laughs> I mean, this is for me. I just kick. I, I, we, no expectations. Didn't know what we we're gonna really, really get out of this one. Um, and threw me for six. I was fucking. I, I had a smile on my face from start to finish. It was a bit Eden Lake at the start. Um, but there was some proper like interesting horror moments in this, as well as some awesome puppetry, good special effects, great music, and two great leads. And some really creepy sort of supporting cast as well. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I same really. I mean, I wasn't like expecting loads, but I'm a bit of a sucker for um, a bit of Irish like law. Law is it law? Yeah, L O R E. Law. Yeah, because uh, obviously I went to Dublin the first time I ever went to Dublin. I didn't go and do anything nice sightseeing. I went straight to the Leprechaun Museum, where they, <laughs> where they, uh, they kind of delve into that all the the myth and legends of like, you know, like uh, what are they called. Um, come on, Jordy, pull out me out. <laughs> Banshees. Yeah, all that sort of shit. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> See all the Irish shit. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm a sucker for these movies because I love the Hallow that this kind of has little bits it's kind of like the hollow and anything like that is right in my wheelhouse i love it and i yeah i enjoyed this jory paul uh yeah um i enjoyed it i've been going backwards and forwards in my head all day about <laughs> it because i did enjoy it i really enjoyed lots of it but a lot but it just kept sort of taking me out of it because for one right now I don't want to get all, oh, I live in Ireland. That was fucking not shot in Ireland. Oh, of course not. So, it's, it's definitely shot in a studio as well. Exactly, yeah, and that really set. took me out of the film. When they were, You could tell it was a film set. Yeah. 
I you think could, what you couldn't like, find fucking you couldn't find a, a fucking rural house in the middle of fucking anywhere. But I think the staging of that was purposeful because it, it was probably too, was Paul to be honest. It yeah, probably because was. it was too it was too in your face for it not to be. Um, because the the way they positioned the camera and the way that they were positioned in in front of the house, you're like, that's a fucking stage. That's a light shining on them. Yeah, and it's clearly yeah. a stage. So I, I think that was part must have been part of it. There was some location as well, but yeah, a lot of it was uh it looked like a real stage set, and you're like, that really looks like one. And I think that was on purpose. I really do. It, well, I probably was because I mean, not wanting to go right to the end, but there's a there's a sky effect at the end which. Then went, ah, well, they must have been doing that all the way through the film, and there must be some sort of symbolism by it. But watching it, this is why I'm saying I'm a bit confused by it. I was stuck there going, is this meant to look as shit as it potentially does to throw me off? Hmm. And then I was a bit, yeah. And then that obviously, was, yeah, that part, of it, that, that part of it made me enjoy it more, I think. I don't know, because <laughs> of that sort of cheesiness. And then I, 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 I don't know, I fully expected it to be an out and out comedic hoot. But it was really, really dark in places. Like, really dark. To the point where I was like, oh, I mean, the start of it, when you said Eden Lake, I was like, fuck me, this is a bit intense. Yeah. Like, really. This is a bit, this isn't what I think, it, what I thought was going to be. So, yeah, so it, the, it was just so dark, the start of the film. And I, I was, I didn't really, I wasn't really set up for it because obviously it was quite funny and the, the banter between them was quite funny. Um, and then, all, yeah, just sensed into a really, really dark film all of a sudden. So they've obviously just found they've, there's a young couple. They live in the tiniest little fucking place in the centre of London, like in a, in a, in a London. And uh, they find out they're obviously trying for a baby and they find out they're pregnant. And the guy goes to the shop and then he meets some horrible, horrible, horrible youths. Youths. And uh, they break into the house and, they, and, and that's that. That was full on, man, because I, I was like, is it going to go? Like, it went to places where I was like, oh, no. Like, well, they kicked living, they kick like, living shit out of him, and then they kicked 10 bowels of shit out of her and all. And it's like, and she's pretty, I'm like, fuck. It's dark. Whoa. It's like, so they're, they're already dealing with trauma. Um, but I, then, thought, I thought that's quite a good setup for yeah. for kind of what, what they're going into. It's just like... You think it's either at that point it's like they're gonna get he finds out his auntie has left him a house in, in, in Ireland in her will and it's just like you think, well, if they're gonna be tested now, it's you know, it's gonna make or break them this and you know you know what's coming because obviously they get to the place and explain that that every night you need to leave some sort of blood offering at the end of the garden for the, for the little people. Well, she said at first that she wanted to do it, didn't she? The old yeah, dear. she offered. Yeah. She offered to do it to continue because she didn't think they would believe her. And uh, and then she was like, no, I don't really want you in my house. <laughs> but that was a bit like, that's very London. But again, you could expect that. You don't really want people after their experience and stuff. But yeah, what really kind of got me was... <sighs> And I suppose this was like almost draining to the movie is the fact that they hired this roofing company or a bunch of pricks. <laughs> but it's like I would not. I mean, regardless of the fact that I wouldn't put up with that shit. <laughs> You're fucking out on your ear. But that's the thing. That's why I was when I was sat watching it going, yeah, there were a bunch of pricks. But I thought that what was going to do, the film was going to turn it on the head. I thought the goblins were going to attack them all. And then the pricks would sort of become 
in That's Dieran. what I thought. I thought that. Because I, I, I thought they're setting them up. Yeah, because yeah. you know you've got the last from Derry girls in there, yeah, and there's like the lad, the lads from a show. You might have seen this, I don't know, but in Ireland called the Young Offenders. Young Offenders, yeah. I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> so th- to put them two in the lit, and obviously Colmeny is Colmeny, like he's a fucking legend. Yeah, but you put them two that. in it, you think this is going to be comedy gold, but actually, wait, it was wait, wait, wait. You missed what? You missed the one of the biggest ones out of them. Hodor. How dare you? Hodor. Oh, yeah, Hodor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And again, he's saying the the bungling, the bungling. Sort I was of like, thing. do you know what? I was like thinking they're not going to go there. They're not going to literally not let him talk, are they? Because like most of the half of the first half of the film, he doesn't talk. And I'm like, no way. That's harsh, man. But, yeah, Typecast for the rest of his life, I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. But then that, that turns that on its head as well. And but I just I don't I to be honest I don't know if that whole thing sort of worked for me again I, I, I was just a bit like oh that's a bit disturbing it's great it was it was sort of grim and it was really grim for me and and I, and I detested them because they weren't like you know they were just dicks and it's like you're doing a fucking job and they're just like I, w- I wouldn't let anyone come into my house fucking doing that shit um <laughs> fucking weird stuff takes a shit in a toilet and nicks all his bickies and stuff licks but, uh, up yeah. Like <laughs> yeah fuck it now but then we meet we go in the woods and there's like a moment and where we get to sort of meet and understand that these little people are out and about and there's some good other characters in the local pub as well the proper irish um sort of greeting and stuff like that there's that's that's nothing <laughs> that happened to, type, you, type, type and to be honest that has actually happened to me before right. <laughs> walking into a place it still happens you walk in and everything just stops and you get stared at but I, I can imagine there's going to be quite a few Irish people watch this and get slightly offended <laughs> because it's very it plays on all the fucking stereotypes, all the stereotypes. And I was a bit like, oh shit. What do you mean uh, stereotypes? <laughs> but although, that's although how Irish it does work. sort of it does I play up the Londoners as well. It does play on the Londoners to be like. Oh yeah, I think a little bit of both, but. I don't, you know, I think, yeah, it, there are certain characters in it that obviously the family are just, it's one family that are just Rowan's. Um, They're called knackers over here, by the way. They would be called the knackers of the town. That's right. <laughs> so it's true then, they, they do exist. Oh, there's plenty of them, but yeah. Yeah, but if we go into sort of like another like dark moment and stuff like with the last from uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Mia, Maya, Maya, Maya. Yeah. And she's like heavily pregnant. Like she's about to go. And um, yeah, she, she gets, uh, she's consoling the big Hodor guy and she in woods. And next thing you know, uh, he's the, we, we think we're well, going to go. Trying to help him, isn't she? Yeah. And we think we're going to go from grim to sort of Candyland sort of style you know that's what i thought we were going to go down down some irreversible horrible pothole but i'm glad we didn't and then we get the sort of like more puppet master of it all um, and i thought those fucking when you see them and there's some there's a do, do you remember the <laughs> the little little guy coming with the bag i was crying i was crying. i fucking laughed i like literally i think i don't know 
like not many people laughed but i thought i just laughed because i just fucking loved the little face it just little the, the way they created them it's like the little ones from fucking labyrinth yeah me labyrinth purely jim henson like cross, cross between labyrinth and you you guys ever seen cat's eyes cat's eyes no stephen king no. no i haven't seen that one okay one for the vault um there's a little creature in that with the kind of same kind of nose and everything it's like features i'd like to know if he got the inspiration from that as well but I've, i I love the way they like because it's all done with um practical uh effects which i loved because yeah, it looked like something out yeah it looked like something out of the 80s it was fantastic that's why i loved it i just thought it's fucking brilliant like they should be bringing the shit back it's just it looked it looked cool it looked not one point did it look like complete shit it just looked cool then they were crazy little fucking hard bastards really weren't they yeah but they they are i don't know if they can die or not there was some you know we get through one of them definitely died didn't they i don't know (laughs) there's definitely after the bag and the you know whoever's heads in the bag there's definitely um it sort of descends into chaos after that definitely um gore fest mate yeah brilliant proper like red caps versus the fucking knackers as you as you want to call them yes we haven't really we haven't really touched on the 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 male of the relationship can't remember his name now what was his name he's called uh, jordy paul isn't he jordy paul (laughs) (laughs) all the way from england gone over to ireland um yeah it will um obviously like literally um jamie that was it played by douglas booth and he's a bit he, this is the thing with him like like he was totally beaten up like obviously it's it's affected him going to like and moving out to Ireland and kind of his family kind of little by little are kind of like pushing his buttons and everything he's getting angry and he's obviously got a problem with anger and stuff like that but what I didn't get it was like it was teeing him up again like a bit like you said earlier Jordy Paul it's like teeing him up and I thought he's gonna go fucking nuts like he's just gonna fucking go absolute bad nuts because they, like, they really focus on the fact that he's boxing a punching bag and and he is away. He is a big way. And then they just let him be away for the whole film. And I thought, oh. He didn't okay. get his he, he didn't get his comeuppance, did he, really? No, because he was a bit of an arsehole, really. Because he just, he literally like let them just rule him and just, yeah. And I just, it's like he didn't even really care about Meyer in the end even though they built up this big relationship between them and they've been through all this shit it's like in the end did he really 100% care about that's the her? thing the whole film for me that's the thing is it gonna is it a comedy or is it gonna deal with these really like dark fucking uh, PTSD you know what I mean like abuse yeah like spousal abuse like all that type of shit it, it was it, it's entertaining it just didn't push through. So, like, he didn't either... You're right. He just was a wet blanket. He didn't have any effect of the film whatsoever. He just was there crying. Um, and I just thought, at the end, there was, like, an opportunity, because, obviously, she... To try and, like, save them, because, obviously, the, the Irish Naka family decided that they won them all dead. So she makes a bargain with the little people. Then they all turn into, like, fucking Team America, Hunger Force, fucking ninja men. Um, but, yeah, he just sort of just passes them by. And I just thought, well... Once that bargain sort of happens, then he was going to turn into like Rambo and start batting the shit out. Do you know what I mean? But it just but, didn't happen. 
But so that's what I'm saying. You either, you either go full comedy or you go full darkness. Don't try and balance the two because, it, it, for me, that's why I'm saying confused. I was a bit like, what is this film trying to be? Well, they let the I classic horror trope. They let her, they let Mia be the, the you know, the right. main um, protagonist, really, as they do in many horrors. Like, he, you know, it's, men generally are surplus to requirement. They're the little douche, and she comes up trumps, and she's the one who has to sort of um, do, do the negotiating because he's not really believing her. And, and you know, and she you know especially that blood dance at the end she becomes whatever she becomes um she's the one who sort of takes care takes care of business i understand that but i still don't understand all the focus on like him as a character like why bother spending all that time but yeah you're right she is she is the main thing i think she's fucking amazing this film she's brilliant yeah really choose that fucking scenery and goes for it and like when you think about reading through that script and yeah I think it needed to be a bit comedic in places because you you can't take this fully 100% seriously. It's like little fucking goblin people, you know. But she gives a fucking hell of a performance. I mean, like, she could have just gone and got paid and gone, yeah, as a silly, like, horror movie. But she puts 100% into that. Yeah, um, and that, along with the um, awesome puppetry and the music, for me, made this a fucking... Oh, music was mix. fucking brilliant. Yeah really really good i did like the sort of barbarian-esque rug pull towards the end yeah where all of a sudden she's in their house and it's like oh hello oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Like, yeah we didn't even talk the about the reveal that? the reveal of the child uh stolen child yeah, yeah wasn't it years, it years ago his auntie's stolen child is still alive and her old fucking naked crone now <laughs> yeah, but she's like that. still a child though she's like oh mommy Ooh, I love yeah. the way, like, they all start praying to her as well. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, C-3PO and the Ewoks, that did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was pissing myself in People must have been kind of, kind of some weirdo, because I was just, like, laughing at everything. Like, fucking cleavers to the head. I was laughing, because it was fucking brilliant. It was just so funny. I, I did like... laugh when he, the one took the full shotgun. Yeah. It just flew through. I was like, Wah! <laughs> I thought it was great. I don't shoot! Way, don't shoot! <laughs> the way they dismantled uh, the um, uh, Derry girl, I can't remember her name, but, yeah. but she was just like, they just gutted her. It was great. So some proper, like, well done on the special effects with that. Yeah, yeah, but that there was some, there was a bit where he, twat, didn't he twat one of them with a frying pan, the guy, and he went, silly. <laughs> he just yeah. went, the, their little language and stuff like that, I, I was, yeah, I was in love with those little guys. I thought they were fucking great. I don't know if you guys got it in the cinema, but definitely in the cinema where I was in, the, the, the way the sound design was done, you could hear them at the side of the walls talking. We couldn't really work out what they were saying. It was actually as if, if they were in the walls. I thought it was really kind of a simple use of the sound. Yeah. And Dolby and stuff. But, oh, my God, it was like... And I was... Because I thought people next to me were talking. I was going, shut the fuck up, will you? But it wasn't. It was the fucking deeds in the walls. Uh, yeah, very good. Very clever. Nice little... And, again, it's like, like you said, Matt, that Irish sort of folk horror. I know there was the... Um, hollow and the hole and the hole, hole, hole in the ground, ground. hole yeah. in the ground. It's more, more from Ireland. Loved it, absolutely more. You know, with some good ones. That boy eats girl. Do you remember that with Samantha Mumba? Yeah. <laughs> One of my uh, Some good days. movies from the old um, from Ireland. Keep it up, Paul. <laughs> Even though it, you're right, it was all shot. I just looked it up. It was all shot in London on a Saturday. Well, there you so. go. So, I, um, do you know what? The, when you, it was the long sweeping shots of the car driving and i was like that's what, not the irish the shining it's not green shot. the shining it looked like shot. scotland 
did you not notice that it's like shining the color of the car and everything it's just like oh sorry well that one that one passed me by when i was going that's not fucking island <laughs> <laughs> well you're saying that there's no trees in ireland there the are trees island, use Paul. of drone footage if you if you drive for anywhere unless you're up in the fucking in Donegal, which it never specified where they were there's the, most of the islands the, the fields and islands are fucking green not like burnt orange apologize to all our i don't know deals. but actually <laughs> i want to make a point right I want to make a point. so last week we lambasted megan a bit for being this fucking studio picture that fucking didn't push the envelope was paid by numbers right and i was pleasantly surprised when because i thought this was an irish independent film when the fucking warner brothers logo came up i was like oh hang on that's taking me by surprise um and actually fair play to them for stumping up and, and going through with this film because things like, aren't getting made anymore it's like, um, when they they really do sometimes warner brothers do pull out the bag because they pull out these little things i don't know whether it's like a payoff like a fucking to pay off some fucking you know um like charges they get or anything they just you know they need to make a few little films but they did it with uh better watch out as well that that was great and it's just like these tiny little indie movies they take a punt on but i think some of the stuff that's come out is brilliant yeah really good really enjoyed it yeah very Thanks. very good should we score this then and move on yeah good find matt for me, um, I'll, I'll probably give it an eight, an eight, eight out of ten. I'll go with eight out of ten for me as well, mate. I'm going to give it a seven. Just... If it was shot in Ireland, like, <laughs> would you... no, I don't. No, it doesn't matter. It, it, honestly, because like you said, I did sit and think about oh, the, the house pissed me off more than anything. Because I was like, why have they not just found a house? Like, but um, obviously they were meant to do it like that. Uh, but still, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit too confusing. Go down one route. Don't try and juggle all the balls. Just just grab two balls and stick with them. I'm surprised because you like juggling balls. But anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I can juggle them properly. <laughs> and as I don't know. There's just something stuck I, in my head that wouldn't give it a high stero- Stereotypical Irish people. I've seen you in a Guinness hat. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you doing an Irish jig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about my wedding here? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Cool. And welcome. Eight and out I ten. saw a few okay. um, <laughs> little red caps as well running around. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Yes. Sorry, Butch, yeah. carry on. Next episode. Next episode, we'll be doing uh, Knock at the Cabin. I'm not Shamanam. So look forward to that bad boy. Good. Right. Let's move on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Okay, so this week something to scream about. Uh, we have been into Shudder and we are watching the third part of the in Search of Darkness horror documentary. Now, this is the first part I've ever watched. I haven't watched the other two because I was so well informed on this podcast by Matt and Paul. You, <laughs> this is the one you use Kickstart, isn't it? Or help Kickstart. Yeah, first like the, part, fir- yeah. the first part. Yeah, we were like, and we interviewed um, Robin Block, who's obviously gone on to do fucking shitloads to two of the, you know, three of these bad boys. And um, he's done the sci-fi one as well. 
So it's had a great fucking like career for the last like a couple of years. Enjoy doing all this, this production. Yeah. So this year, this this is uh, obviously going to dominate or something to scream about for a few weeks. But so we decided to do the first two years, which was 1980 and 1981. So, Mr. Butcher. Yeah, I've got the list. The right. The first movie up. We've got one uh, for 1980. We got what it called Death Ship, which was all like Nazi ghosts. This there has been a remake of this as well. You, have you seen the remake of Death Ship? The Death, yeah, that one's pretty decent. Was it really? <laughs> what, there's one good scene opening. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the original. That was the one with the wire. Yes, that, yeah. I thought that was great. That yeah, bit was crazy. great. The rest of it's shite. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but you remember it because of that fucking scene. True, true. I'll give you not that. Sure. <laughs> the ghosts i'm not really sure how this i want to see it i want to see it. it had some good like you know it had some good kills i mean it showed a lot um and this is what like we were just talk- talking about this off um off um mike earlier about you know we're watching these now we're into kind of like the third installment we're seeing things possibly that we haven't seen quite a few of these and uh, i don't want to ruin the ruin it so i need to try and forget about it after this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had, I haven't seen any of them. I, I, I haven't seen de- the original Death Ship. All right. Well, moving on to the next one, which again I think there's been a remake of this as well. Um, the Children. There's definitely another movie called The Children. Uh, lots of um, uh, sort of Children of the Corn sort of esque movie. Death hugs and they can't this, seem yeah, to the, die. The Death Hug Mustard Gas one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck. Fucking bad. The, the kids' faces look fucked. Yeah, but, but for, for that time though, I would imagine it would have been fucking scary. Yeah, well, they did a lot. The villi- you know, if you think about yeah. kids in horror and stuff like that, um, you know, Village of the Damned, Children of the Corn, Ch- Children are creepy. Like you're done right, Babadook. Small, small the, children the are creepy. The Exorcist. Yeah. So yeah, this was watch out bad. for old trucks. <laughs> um, so I definitely like probably like to see this one. Um prom night now we did this we all know this because this is um jamie lee curtis um slasher set in sort of that carry saturday night fever sort of movie um paul i'm, I'm guessing you haven't seen this movie so what did no. you think about when you saw it on on the dock it to be honest it can it i say it, it looked like a run-of-the-mill <laughs> slasher film no it's not it's no ah. it's definitely worth a watch so it's good. on sugar isn't it it's brilliant yeah. it's, it's fantastic um fucking literally is so cool like Jamie Lee Curtis throws out freaking dance moves in it and they're all, all done by her she's a great dancer she was a great in true lies yeah yeah, yeah. Well, they sort of mentioned this one in Terror Train and they, they she sort of really found her footing in sort of horror after Halloween it was like fucking ace so yeah prom night was a fucking great one uh another slasher there's quite a lot of slashers in the first in in this in this sort of bunch he knows you're alone good title is this the slasher set in stanton island tom hanks yeah tom hanks's first ever film i know and what, was this, what, what was this about he what was, was supposed about? to die in it yeah but spoilers doesn't because they wanted him they, they found he was a really good actor and they were like, oh, we want to keep you in because you're really good. <laughs> and was, I don't know if he did anything else. Did you do anything else? <laughs> it's a sla- it another slasher, mate, sort of, that sort of I haven't seen. Looks all right. It did remind, you know, it showed a bit of exposition from Tom Hanks and um, it reminded me of Scream. Yeah, definitely. 
has some like sort of m- moments in it definitely mm. um without warning this one i gotta see it's like fucking alien it's like they said it's oh. the, pre- the precursor to um predator so like arnie's mentioned so- it <laughs> great poster as well i thought the poster was fucking epic <laughs> yeah crazy. It's fucking crazy man it's like it's in the same guy in the suit is the same guy that was in the predator suit um but it just looks crazy batshit. Never, ever heard of this. Never seen the cover. This is the first time I've even laid eyes on this movie. And I want to see it. <laughs> we have to do this. 100% we need to find this bad boy. Um, we have uh, one called The Boogeyman. Now, obviously, there's a short story which is coming out this year, but done by Stephen King. Um, but it's nothing. This one, I don't think it's anything to do with Stephen King. Um, and it's about some dude that gets trapped in a mirror. I really, oh. really, 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 really want to watch this. I was gonna say I don't think it's got anything to do with the boogeyman either. <laughs> it just looks fucking insane. I yeah, love all these the like look some of the kills are fucking mental. Eighties films that like have come out and the, the studio executive went, We just need to give a title that people will just go and see. Like uh the boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, stick the boogeyman, people will just go and see it. People <laughs> just yeah. go fuck all they do with it. Like, like a waste a waste of title, annoyingly, for what the movie is about. But yeah, definitely like lots of interesting deaths and stuff scenes that we get to see. So this one's definitely on the list to watch. It looks crazy as well because they had like it, it, one minute is a slasher, then it's like a ghost story, and then it's like some kind of fucking sci-fi shit at the end. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in. Weird sci-fi shit going on. I don't know. I've already been watching the uh, VHSs on uh, eBay for that one. <laughs> well, yeah, get this one then because obviously someone's got to pick the Christmas movie for next year. So the next one was uh, Christmas Evil. <laughs> this looks disturbing guys in like in a really weird really weird way it reminded me a bit of Joker like the whole like Descent yeah. in Madness type thing but yeah I was Proper freaked out just watching this well. it is it's that driller killer sort of look isn't it it's got that sort of real 70s exploitation feel New York kind of mm. like a basket case feel to it kind of grimy shot like yeah mm. look, look really Santa gone crazy look naughty <laughs> that's 1980 so let's move on to 1981 well the first one up is um fear no evil and i put like if carrie was a boy <laughs> it, this yeah. one i'm not really i'm not sure it's like he's get he's getting bullied and he's got a bit of um he's got a bit of the psychokinesis or he's a bit sort of like I know it's one minute. It's sort of like, is he the omen or has he got some kind of weird Stephen King ability? I don't know. This one was, this was an oddball for me. Mm, yeah. To be honest, I couldn't remember this one out of the whole lot. All right. Fair <laughs> I think the next, they're going to move on to the next one. Next one, I think I bought you on DVD, but it's oh, like. That one. That I know. Yes. The one where. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Carry on. I remember what it was now. I twigged. All right. The one about like the, the the fucking guy in the church and he's like flowing around in a like a kind of like weird outfit and he's like Both a vampire. But the next one you've got Blood Beach, which I think I bought a like record old recorded DVD off eBay for you, Matt. You have, and I still haven't watched it. Not I safe. think it fucking will now. <laughs> wow, the tagline was great. Well, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, it's not safe to get out. <laughs> I, like, I like the look of this one a lot and that's why i think i bought it for you on dvd 
it's even got the the dad from um nightman arm street isn't it and another guy like two big a-list characters yeah and i'm like what the fuck and then like there was there was i love the process they were saying how they get swallowed under the sand they literally had they built a massive hole and just like pulled people under it and got kicked in the face while doing it naughty simple simple Horrible. but yeah i love this i love this i love the title not not mm. got anything to say on this one paul <laughs> i'm just astounded into silence for this one last i thought i watched like a, a, a remake of the scene where they hit the de- hit the sand but maybe they don't get eaten the sand sort of like pulls the faces off like acid type of thing i don't know if it's like a remake or whatever but yeah i, that's thought it was called, like, I think that's called the sand well, there you, oh, right, yeah. you would know. <laughs> try try <best> special. <laughs> right, okay. Well, now we know what where Tremors got all their ideas from. Yeah. Well, V V was a big influencer. There was some a lot of sand movement in V as well. So anyway, <laughs> how many how many podcasts that you mentioned V on? <laughs> <laughs> the next one was interesting. The Hand with Michael Caine. Where did this, I've never even heard of this. Literally, do anything for a paycheck, Caine. <laughs> But what do you I think, think this he's is like? Be a bit of for do you think it? he's got them to hide it, like, because I've never seen this. Well, you said, do you remember you seen the film called The Swarm? Yeah, I remember that because I watched that. I've seen yeah. that, but this I've never even heard about. It's a bit like Idle Hands, wasn't it? Like the comedy, you know, but less less pervy. I mean, it's a <laughs> real hered- hereditary of obviously watched this movie and thought, oh, that's a good idea. Well, look what they did with the hand. Let's do that of a head because it's just like what just loses a hat I was like fine okay whatever that's that's fine that's how he loses his hand um but yeah pretty pretty weird I'd watch this definitely I kind of want to watch this to be honest. <laughs> weird it just looks fucking bonkers um and he looks and it's Michael Caine so why not this is probably my favorite of all of them the next one bloody birthday and it's the one with um, it's got the three evil kids causing just fucking mayhem. Like they get hold of guns, they're fucking like tying people up, and they've. I think they what the premise is they're like born under some kind of moon or something like that. Mm. They're, they're basically all all Damien's. <laughs> they're making they're making peep holes and charging people. To look at the naked sisters through the hole. Yeah, I mean this could be remade, really, couldn't it? <laughs> they brought in the actress who like said yeah everyone, everyone was doing a there's always one you know you got to do a bit get your boobs out at some point in the 80s and that was my moment well at least they took a picture of a, a of, with a polaroid and then gave her the camera the, the polaroid back after at least you know they did that good kill with her they shot her through the fucking eye with a bloody arrow look good like the effects look really good yeah so was, yeah I was, I was happy this one this one was really good fun uh Next one, another slasher. Happy birthday to me. Mm, another birthday one. <laughs> There's a bit of a theme <laughs> on that. Not, yeah, this one looks all right. I, I, it's another another slasher. Not think anything like sort of stood out to me, but you know, there we go. Um, Hell Night is the next one, which we've done on the podcast. Done on the pod, yep. Starring um, Reagan. <laughs> it could be. A sequel to Exorcist, couldn't it? They said that, and it really could be. You know, uh, she goes to she goes off to college and joins us, joins a soror- like a frat and stuff like that. Yeah, 
Well, you know, that's got a little special place in my heart because I used to watch it when I was a kid and stuff, like, over and over again. Not not as scary as I remember when I was a kid at all. Always remember the boob bit, obviously, because I was a small kid. Um, but I love that movie. It's cool. It's just fucked up, crazy, fun, you know. I haven't written yeah. down anything for the next one. So anyone actually remember this bad boy? The one called Unseen? That's a no. What's that about? Unseen. I remember the title, but I can't remember what it was about now. That wasn't the the Indonesian one, was it? No, 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 no. Oh, I mean, right. been, the thing is, there's too many movies that are like called Unseen. So I, I have no idea. A trio of female reporters find themselves staying overnight in a house. No, I don't think it was that one. So God knows what I wrote that one down. So, oh yeah. yes, it is. It's the one. It, it was the one with the guy from Rocky in it. Oh, Sydney Lassick. Yeah, and then they basically what it is is they they go to a house and there's something in the cellar and it's their son and he's uh, a bit special. Oh um, yes, yes, yes. He looks like a hunchback of Notre Dame, doesn't he? Yeah. He's he's the one that's he's played by the guy from um not is it Animal House? Animal House, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they but they said like the guy the main guy gives him an amazing performance I've not, i don't know who he is but uh, he's obviously big in in, in america so for, for me this is this is probably another mb mvp the prowler another top like tom a savini savini special mate savini I've special. See this. yeah i've got to see this one this is definitely on the list to watch the army uniforms look fucking great um for the for the sort of um uh and and antagonist and stuff like that and very dead man shoesy yeah i i i think that's probably where they got the idea from yeah. but yeah really good looking slasher and uh with savini at the helm there's going to be some good fucking kills on it so i am all for that matt mystics in bali talk to me <laughs> What this is the actual... easier one. <laughs> we had a friend of the pod, Jeff Shepard, was talking about this one. Mm. Uh, you know, it's a bit of an odd one to talk about, so fair play to him because he kind of sold it to me, kind of in a way, kind of. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, Indonesian horror is fucking fantastic. We've yeah. got great representation now. Didn't realize, should have, re- should have really realized that like, there's got to be some fucking history behind it. Really want to slap myself in the face now because there's got to be some dark shit and this has got to be one of them it looks absolutely nuts the sort of like imagery of her sort of coming away from her body <laughs> as a like but not only just the head and the spine but the guts hanging out at the bottom of that as well <laughs> shit. And <laughs> not the eating of the unborn baby yeah, that's yeah. Fuck. that for me but, is like this is this that film is begging for a remake 100 percent. do you know what i mean i want it like uh, this this looks great this is definitely <laughs> it looks fucking dark as fuck and i'll probably shit myself but why the fuck not it's... I, I still haven't recovered from me and the devil take you so jesus yeah. but there you go that's the first two years some fucking really cool like there's a lot to take a lot of takeaways there a lot of stuff that i really want to pick out prowl is probably one that we could probably get hold of easy i think it might be on shudder um but yeah the prowl is definitely up there for like to go on to go and sort of uh delve into lots of movies that we haven't seen which i fucking love yeah loads yeah so yeah looking forward to the next couple of years bring it on baby
Right, let's move on to our movie from the vault. This morning, TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two-minute intervals in Neptune orbit. Neptune orbit. This is incredible. It's the event horizon. She's come back. The event horizon is the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. After seven years in deep space... There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for. Opening outer door. It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. Okay, this episode's movie from the vault is Event Horizon. Uh, a rescue crew investigates a spaceship that disappeared into a black hole has now, and has now returned with someone or something new on board. From 1997, we get Lawrence Fishburne starring, Sam Neill. Um, it's just got a, a, a plethora of actors in here. Um, Our mate, Mr. Pertry. Yeah, Pertwee is great. Director is obviously Paul W.S. Anston. One of my favourite movies from the 90s. Matt, what was, can you remember the first time you saw this bad boy? I did. And when I first saw this, I did not appreciate it for what it was. Then, later on, I watched it again and saw what an absolute amazing film it was. And then I watched it recently, and that even brought that even cemented it even more to how good this film is. Mr. Geordie Paul, over to you. I remember my older brother getting this out from Blockbuster and watching it with him on VHS um, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I suppose, like Matt, not really realizing what I was watching, and then obviously picking it up. In later life, <laughs> now I'm over forty. In later life, um, yeah, the twilight I'm, years. <laughs> I'm really appreciating sort of the layers of the film a bit more. But, but oh, as and well, we'll talk about it. But I don't know. I don't know. 
this time of viewing it didn't hit the same chord. Don't know why. Hmm, interesting. We'll discuss it and see if I can unpeel my Liz. <laughs> and this is from the same guy who did like more combat a couple of years before, and which was a big pile of shit. But then he went on to do like Resident Evil. So you're like, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, Sam Neill in any horror movie just fucking gets me. He's got one of those faces. He's an evil bastard. He's evil in uh, Peaky Blinders. You know, he's he's kind of a good 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 guy and a good blinders. Out of all the movies you pick, Peaky fucking Blinders, the TV <laughs> show as well. In, in the mouth of madness or omen. Yeah. <laughs> any of those <laughs> Peaky Blinders. Or the possession. <laughs> yeah. Oh, possession, mate. Fuck Peaky it, Blinders. Well, that was <laughs> he was fucking great in Peaky Blinders. He, he was very good at Peaky Blinders. He, he was. The worst Northern Irish accent ever. ever, but he was very good at it. He's a great douche. Oh, um, dear, oh, dear. And Lawrence, <laughs> and Lawrence Fishburne before The Matrix. Hmm. Um, so that's quite interesting. But again, he was fucking great in it. And who's the one with the ears? Do you remember? The, oh, he's been the in... The ears, Paul. <laughs> Just is Justin, um, Jack Noseworthy. I've seen him in a few bits and bobs as well. Not like a lot. He's always oh, in the live. That was it. But um, and then you had Jay, um, obviously Jason Isaacs, who's for, for, I, I see his face and I, I think he's an evil, evil guy. Something not right about him. That's Why do I think cast in this movie for sure? Harry Potter. <sighs> right. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he just got that look. He's just got that look, and, I, and it's. It, kind of face you want to punch. It's got a face you want to punch, <laughs> like me, pretty much. But Sean Pertwee is just an absolute. He's a he's a he's diamond, isn't he? Absolute diamond. Sean Pertwee and up the best he can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I do. There's so many elements to love about this movie. The, the sort of again, it's that sort of alien cam- camaraderie, the sort of military um, get together, and just we're gonna fuck shit up. And then things fuck up, <laughs> basically. I mean, yeah. a lot of it owes its existence to Alien, doesn't it, really? Let's be honest. Yeah, there, there's definitely things borrowed, isn't there? But then I think it's got its own style as well. But we'll get into that. So should we start as, as a start, obviously, where where the reason, what, like, put a bit of kind of story behind what, what it's all about and what they're doing? Go on. I was hoping one of you were going to do this. <laughs> you've got, well, you've got the, <laughs> so you've got the Event Horizon, which was an experimental ship trying to uh, move through space. Uh, it was obviously for deep space exploration by folding that whole uh, paper folding wormhole, black hole opening <laughs> travel explanation. And good, uh, good yeah, science. it's gone and it disappeared. Um, it was obviously broadcast to the world saying that it was it crashed it malfunctioned everyone had died but that wasn't the real reason it had just disappeared and nowhere where when it where it went and then it reappeared suddenly they were sent on a and this guy this ship's been sent on a, a rescue mission to uh pick it up and find out what's going on and obviously then they, they dock on board and they realize not all is well <laughs> and also they, not to yeah. mention that this is the furthest apparently they've, they've ever been on a salvage mission and they they do say that nobody ever comes back who's been that far and it's neptune isn't it they don't yeah. even they, that's a good i think that's quite the interesting thing is they not even go in deep space it's sort of like it's it's set within this area it's, they're only going as far as neptune which i don't know why that doesn't feel why doesn't that feel as impressive anymore 
that they're going not even they're only going as far as Neptune. I know it's like the outer planet, but well, you do yeah. laugh when you when it's this is set in the year twenty forty seven, which That's is only twenty odd years away. So <laughs> probably as far as we're going to get. So in in twenty years, but um, there we go. But I don't know with Sam Neill and stuff like that, the ship's being his baby. Do you, and do you get the impression that he was already? Because obviously the, the way the way the sort of this they go through and they do that alien sort of investigate. You know, we get that sort of the camera view and like you know this we see stuff in the background which is fantastic. Um, and we we, we unpack why and what happened. And there's some, yeah, that video we'll talk about later. Um, but do you think Sam Neill's like character was already like, um mad he was already there before he, he was already on his way before he got on board or do you think, think the ship sort of turned him i think because it's his invention it's his baby essentially i think he's more obsessed with it rather than evil but i think that's where obviously going on board and you find out that or it is proposed that the, the the ship now has some sort of like consciousness and it's sort of affecting them and making them hallucinate um that you know it it, it sort of gets into his head and, and sort of just sort of propagates that like obsession you know what i mean and i think that's where his madness comes from is that he's protecting what he thinks is his and the sort of wonder of it all and everything so but he's lost what he's lost his what i think he's lost his wife hasn't he or they don't know if they split up or she's dead right she she committed suicide didn't she so yeah because you get to see that scene so he's already dealing with grief before he's even set on board so i don't know if if you obviously every single one of those people pretty much on board have all got a kind of shaded something in their past so that's obviously if you look at each character one of them lost a crew member one of them's got a son that's really uh, terminal uh, one of them's you know there's all different kind of things that they they're dealing with but i think it's implied that he feels a lot of guilt because he wasn't with her do you know what I'm saying? Like he, he obviously he was like married to his work and left his missus to sort of a mental state to de- disintegrate type of thing. I think that's so. Yeah. So he's obviously an obsessive person over this ball. That's I think that's where the madness sort of comes from. And the and the ship itself looks. There's some. I mean, we talk about the S and M. It's very sort of like weird looking. That sort of room where it sort of sucks in Justin for the first time. And when it sort of sets off, that room is just nauseating. And it's it's just lots of like, um, almost like Hellraiser-esque sort of look to it. There's definitely borrowed stuff from that. I think I've read places where it has borrowed from Hellraiser. Kind of like the whole thing. There's a line kind of similar, like the sights to show you. Right. Kind of thing. It's definitely got that feel, hasn't it? Because the spaceship design alone, it literally designed it on the the, the kind of, uh, cathedrals and stuff like that, mm, like okay. the, the corridors and the, you know, the, uh, is it the effigies of, of like, um, like the crosses and the windows and all that kind of stuff? It's really clever when you look at it. And all these, most of these sets as well were fully built, like massive, like you know the the kind of the kind of winding mechanism kind of walkway that they go through. Like um, that's all like was made, like made like, no they learn they must have learned a lot from aliens obviously it makes a difference having that fucking physical set to walk mm-hmm. through and and see but yeah there was it was just like it looked like a meat grinder man and it was just like 
that that whole Justin scene. He's obviously, you know, you think kind of what he's what the fuck has he seen going through that wall? And is it something as simple as you know, like some kind of hell? Is some kind of hell? Is that what he's seen? He's seen everyone die in 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 the worst fucking way possible. <laughs> yeah, he comes back a bit wrong, doesn't he? <laughs> and with one of the best uh, non-death scenes ever. You know, it's just like it's so long and drawn out, and like the whole, almost like Lawrence Fish, the, the sort of Miller sort of rescue. He's coming to get him. You're like, fucking hell, he's gonna get him. He's gonna get him. Is he gonna get him? He's not gonna get him. Fucking hell. It's when and it's, it's like, like veins pop out and it, his body sort of sucks in on itself. It's yeah. Yeah, the decompression sort of ideas in this one is cool. Unlike you know what, um, like Total Recall did with Mars and stuff like that. The whole decompression. Um, seems dark, man. <laughs> um, yeah, done very sort of well. Um, yeah, I really, I really thought that scene was just fucking harrowing. Really sticks with you. But what didn't it do for you, Paul? I don't know, guys. Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know whether I just in my head hyped it, like thought it was like up there with the sci-fi great do you know what i mean and i I don't know i just on this viewing i just sort of i don't know i don't know if it hasn't if for me hasn't aged very well or just i don't know there was just something missing and i thought i'd be like talking about the thing and that's where it is i just i don't know i just i look i don't want to be all like but the the cg hasn't aged well no no agree um, it's set I, in that... I just, I, just, I yeah. think I saw more. It, it, I don't know whether it's just because you're reviewing films and looking at films from a sort of different angle now, rather than just letting it wash over you a bit. Um, and then I sort of, and I don't want to sort of go too far into Matt's facts, as I'm sure you mentioned this about the whole like it was cut to pieces and it was fucking rushed through. And and I think watching it now, I sort of knowing that and watching it, you can sort of tell. Mm. Mm. I, I, I think I could have done with an, like a bit of a slowdown in pace, if that makes sense. Because I was watching it going, oh shit, we're, we're sort of two thirds through and it's, it doesn't feel like it's been on for very long. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I would, for me, I think I would have liked a bit more approaching dread than the shit just hitting the fan, if that makes sense. But I, yeah. I, don't, I still enjoy, look lads, it's obviously, it's, it's, it's a cult following now, isn't it? And I get it. I'm not saying it's a shit film by any means, but... I mean, you talk about remakes and things like that. I quite like to see this done by one of the new sort of up-and-coming horror directors. I think that would be Oh, great. it'll happen. Yeah, because yeah. of that blood orgy scene alone, like the fucking videotape that you get to see for what? <laughs> I, I thought, and do you know what? It's like less time than I thought it was. You just, I felt like pausing it and being really dark and just having a look and looking at all the weird shit that, that like is going on in the background. But that fucking scene, it's just like... that it's is like, one of the, Remember that film we reviewed Society? <laughs> That's what it reminds Yeah, the, the shunting. <laughs> oh, Sorry. yeah, there was some fucking weird shit going on in that video, some man. Tongues and tongues and things around and something what... going on, and God knows what was going on. What guy pulling his eyes out? What bits were where? <laughs> it was definitely a hand down someone's throat, wasn't it? A full I fist down so. someone's throat. It was fucking weird. A lot of shunting. <laughs> and the, the other thing. The one thing that did crack me up is the guy who goes like off into space. <laughs> oh yeah, you forget. And then I Rocketeer's back. Literally, just yeah. off. 
Yeah, that's but that's what I mean. It was a bit. It, it got Question. a bit stocky, and I was like, I can't remember. I can't remember it, the pantomime bits of it. Yeah, but remember, this is hot on like this is early nineties, man. I know. I know. Right, late. Got ninety-seven. Right, no, okay, all right, but still the nineties. It's like we're full on cheese still in the nineties. CGI wasn't wasn't quite his best. They didn't have that James Cameron budget, you know. Probably, I don't know. Maybe they did. I just uh, Matt, do you know what would have been better though? Less special effect on that. If you just showed him go, yeah, maybe. Rather than his, he goes, he like swoops around like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, how's he just done a full arc? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I, I, that's like a precursor for what Paul W. S. Anderson's done since. Because I don't think he just knows when to stop now. It's like, fuck it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this kind of proves, like, some of the numbers and stuff. I don't know if you're going to go into that. and You never really do. The The budget for this is, like, 60 mil. And you remember it being, like, so ill-received. It, it did, like, just 26. Oh, yeah, so bombed. It bombed. bombed. Totally bombed. Time. But it's a cult movie. It's yeah. massively. It's on wow, really, really wow. It's just some weird dark shit that's just like very unique even though it's sort of it does kind of go into that alien to sort of a sort of ilk it's got its own uniqueness and it's all down to that sort of weird blood orgy snm sam neil being fucking just dark as fuck i mean that scene with him and Lawrence fishburne and and the the last i can't remember her name um is fucking just nuts just him turning around and he's like got no fucking eyes <laughs> yeah, he's gouged his own eyes out. That's uh, but that's dark. But her death, the, the lady, the woman's death, when she thinks she's running after a kid, and she just falls through the bloody floor. Wow, real. Yeah. Oh. Especially is... like landing, like you, you, you know, a lot of people don't really go. Oh, that's a dummy. That's the. But it looked proper, real. Proper. Yeah, and there was some like like tokens of the shining as well, with all like the sort of blood elevator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, they did borrow some cool shit to make it, and it is some eight really cool nods, like we said, like Hellraiser, but definitely some shining in there as well. Absolutely. Around the whole sort of isolation and sort of space madness of it all. Um, yeah, it's just it's got some real interesting sort of themes running through it. It's, I think that's that's what you've hit the nail on the head there, because it's like i think that's some of the kind of wonderment of, of the movie is there's so many things to pick and pull out and well why did that happen and what does this have to do with that and all the kind of like stuff behind it do you know what i mean yeah well you know the history as well like you get all these characters and you're exploring their their sort of makeup through these sort of visions you're like whoa hang on and you know they've they're sort of el- the elite so it's like what the fuck other missions have they been on that's what you can't it's like you want to know like you almost want you could do that with like aliens as well it's like let's fucking see another mission that they went on like a successful one let's see where it did like what could they do because uh, obviously they're still there during like aliens i don't know i'm talking about that but it's like what have they fucking done um but th- that's what you that's what i kind of want to see bring them all back <laughs> and do that digitally enhanced thing it'll get there soon where they really get it spot on you can just make more make the actors come back just digitally do their faces and uh, do a mission that was successful. <laughs> <laughs> Another bug hunt. It's got to be, I must have a look for some fan fiction. There must be some fan fiction out there. Um, for it. I did. I did. I, thing, I, 
why don't they just do an alien sequel with colonial marines <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why don't they just do it <laughs> yeah yeah they could, why don't they why don't you just do yeah I, we haven't really seen that and so yeah i'd like to see that but sean pert i have to say a bit a bit of a nod to sean pertwee's like face when he finds the bomb Oh, it's like a disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> it's fault though. He should have got off the bloody ship. Well, he, he wasn't. He didn't want it, did he? He said he, he, he wasn't going to go on. Mm. He did. So his fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew that. You could see it in his face. But yeah, I mean, you got you got to think about this film visually. There are some treats in it, and it, you know, it, there's some class A acting. You know, the music's great, and just like some of the shots are really really nice i mean it was shot it was shot on um kubrick's um stage just after he did eyes wide shut so they use the same sound stage and stuff and you can even see some things from 2001 space Odyssey, like you know the walk walking and the, the spheres and all that sort of stuff like there's definitely some nods to that as well right uh should i do some max facts then let's get it man let's get it going it's quite a few, but I'll, I'll run through them as quick as I can. But they're quite interesting. Um, Paul W.S. Anderson's initial cut of the film ran 130 minutes and was so violent that both test audiences and the studio um, balked at the finished product. Paramount ordered him to cut the film by 30 minutes and tone down some of the violence. Anderson had said he didn't have enough time to do a proper re-edit and believes he cut out 10 minutes too much although it was announced in 2012 that producer lloyd levin had found a vhs tape that might contain the full version of the film anderson revealed in 2017 that neither he nor levin had seen it yet as they have both been too busy to be in the same country with a vhs player although he believes that the condition of the copy will be too poor to use anderson has uh, stated that he's still excited to see what's on it and I've heard things that, that there are copies of this circulating. But. I really want it to be true. I mean, there's such a bunch of pussies, man, fucking like whatever they cut out. Because like, they, you know, look at what, what look what happened with just now. Maybe they weren't ready, but we are ready now. If they can mm. stick Terrifier 2 out, bunch of yeah. pussies. This, Jordy uh, <laughs> Paul, this might answer a few questions for you. At around five minutes, the rotational shot of the space station over Earth took nearly a third of the film's visual effects budget. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and it wasn't even, What was the point of it? <laughs> what so was the point go. of that scene? Nothing. It looked pretty. It looked pretty. But yeah, yeah I get you. Um, although the film met with mostly negative reviews and the disappointing box office result at the time of its release, it amassed a considerable cult following over the years. Director Paul W.S. Anderson said that the movie's cult status was predicted to him years before by Kurt Russell Anderson, screened Event Horizon before they started work on Soldier in 1998. And Russell said, forget about what the movie is doing now. In 15 years' time, this is going to be the movie you're glad you made. <laughs> Which is, you know, sometimes you've got to wait. You know, it happened to the thing. Um, the spacesuits worn by the actors weighed 65 pounds, 30 kilograms each. Lawrence Fishburne nicknamed his Doris. Um, due to the weight, standing upright in them for longer periods could lead to back injury, but sitting down was not possible either due to the back pack. Special hanging poles were conducted on set so the actors act, 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 could rest on between takes. Um, from green lit to completion, the film took 10 months 
an unusually short time for such a complex and effects-driven film. Um, the model, this is you'll like this one, Jory Paul. The model of the Event Horizon includes a complete X-wing from Star Wars as part of an antenna ray. Um, the model is visible on the lower portion of the Event Horizon during the first flyby at the Lewis and Clark. Well, I am going to go and rewatch that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. I love that bit. I hope that's true. Um, the Event Horizon was named after the theatrical boundary surrounding a black hole, within which gravitational attraction is so great that nothing, not even radiation, can escape because the escape velocity is greater than the speed of light. Technically, it is where the physical universe ends and the physical laws no longer apply. So the ship's name is symbolic for its journey beyond the borders of the known universe. Fuck me, Matt. Bloody Brian Cox over here. I know. Look at that, mate. Right, just two more. Um, the bloody orgy scene that the main characters come across in the ship's log and learning the original crew's fate was longer in the original cut. The scene lasts 20 seconds in the theatrical version, but in the infamous of the incredibly graphic violence it contained, including shots of a character being stabbed through the head and a man pulling his intestines out of his mouth. The, and the initial version was longer and included shots of a character getting screws drilled into their teeth and a character having their legs beaten so hard they were eventually broken off as he crawls away. I mean, I want to see it. <laughs> release the cut, release. Fuck, the, fuck Justice League, release the cut. <laughs> <laughs> and the kill count on this, I believe, is 12. Fucking 12, right, so... Uh, that must include the other crew as well, does it? Must include the yeah. Because yeah. obviously, uh, Jace is DJ, and then Sean Pertwee, woman. Mm. There's, there's, there's different things. There's one person that says 12, and then there's another that says 18. Because uh, 18 people were killed using self-mutation and murder as they went into how at least one man was eaten alive by a fellow crew member, and one woman was raped while being stabbed. What a way to go! I mean, yeah. I mean, you, if you can see that in the twenty seconds, then you know <laughs> that's a weird one. Awesome, Matt. Awesome. Um, okay, this film. Yeah, glad we did it. <laughs> Cracking job. Okay, how do we rate this bad boy? Join Geordie Paul first, because obviously you were a big, big fan. Oh, Debbie Downer, Downer. I know. Sorry, lads. I didn't want <laughs> Debbie Downer. Um, I'm gonna go eight out of ten. Solid. I mean, mine's Which, an eight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I just, I, I thought fully I was going to watch this and go 10 out of 10. No bother. But for some reason, I don't know, it's lost something to us. So, yeah, 8 out of 10. Hmm. See, I would have I said an 8 out of 10. But on the rewatch, I think I'd be more of a 9 just because, like, I, I just, it just sat with me a bit more. And, like, I just, you know, maybe it's because I do the Matt's facts and I delve into it and, when I do that, sometimes I go, oh, that's cool. They said that. No, oh, that's cool. They do that. Oh, that's cool. And all that stuff. I don't know. But yeah, I'll I'd, give it I'll give it a nine when I see that other fucking bit, <laughs> bit from the blood body. Or some guy's <laughs> legs break off as he crawls away. That's a 10, isn't it? <laughs> You're a sick man. You're a sick man, butch. <laughs> yeah, on that note, let's get some more sickness, shall we? Um, Matt, it's your pick. Let's it see what we got. So this is going to be controversial. I know it. But we are going to go to uh, a film that I don't think that you 
or Geordie Paul, you, you Butch or you Geordie Paul, have probably not seen this one. So I've been um, kind of having, uh, you know, I like my films shot in Ireland. <laughs> Geordie okay. Paul. Yeah. But this one is called Isolation. What the fuck? So this is a film from, I think it's 2005. It's probably a million films called Isolation. I wanted to go into it blind. Don't try not to look anything up of it, but it's not on anything. Have you seen it? Yes. It's not on anything. So you're giving us a movie that we... <laughs> it's not on anything at all. So what I did is I nicely <laughs> went and bought you a copy each. Oh, nice. <laughs> I made a good dog stop. <laughs> you can only get it on DVD. Well, so you, you can get on Blu-ray, but it's a dodgy like, foreign copy. You've got three co- copies now, then. Yeah, because I wanted to own it myself. Because I caught this. Like the story behind this is, um, me and my uh, wife's cousin were out walking. Had a walk the other day last Sunday. And we were chatting about um, films, and he was like, "I watched this one film, and I taped it off um, film four. And then immediately in my head, I remembered taping a film off of film four. And I was, and he was like, oh, it's, it's set in Ireland and this happens. And I was like, oh my God, I was just thinking of the same thing. And then we started talking about the film and I remembered how fucking cool it was. And it was on about two o'clock in the morning on film four. And I, back in the day, I used to tape, I used to record, because uh, they used to have loads of cool horror movies on yeah. film four uh, early hours. And I just used to just go for it and just, just when you nearly pick stuff. And I remember watching this and it's fucking brilliant. Well, I thought it was brilliant. But and I really think you should watch it because it's a good one. And and I think it'd be different watching it now after the pandemic as well. It'd be an interesting watch. Okay. And That's this is not quite what you think it's not what you're thinking. That's this is sure. quite late for you, considering two thousand. Exactly. This, this okay. is way out of my wheelhouse. because uh, I was I thought, should I play it safe or should I go for this one? I thought, fuck it. Let's go for something they probably haven't seen. Or you might have seen it. You might watch it and go, oh, I remember this. We'll see. I don't remember good. And it. this one is shot on location, you'll be glad to know. And hopefully there's some green fields. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cracking. But nice there one. are no little red caps in sight on this one, I'm afraid. Cheers for that, Matt. We're going to get an extra DVD, so I uh, can't really go wrong with that. Awesome. Go. Thanks for uh, another cracking episode, lads. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we've got a f- fucking great movies coming up in the next couple of months. Spoiled rotten sport for choice so yeah moving on to episode uh one two three we'll be watching the m night Shyamalan uh <laughs> movie knock <laughs> the cabin and then for our summer screen back we'll be delving into in search of darkness um 82 and 83 years and then matches pulled out the bolt some movie that we've never even heard of called isolation so yeah cracking job and i guess there's only one more thing to say because i can't say m night Shyamalan's name <laughs> his name before we in hell Here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>